All right. Hey, Ron. Hey, buddy. What's up, Steven? How's it going? Good. Good morning, yeah. Ron. Good yeah. to see you, brother. Good morning, man. Everybody, this is Steven Bennett here on RSB at Peace. And today's topic, Steven, take it away, buddy. Yeah, Ron, it's good to see you again. Last time we got a good chance to talk story a little bit, but um, today we, you know, we were thinking about what's a good topic of conversation for today. And I wanted to talk with the people a little bit, talk with you about this concept of what's motivation versus drive. So right. what motivates us versus what's what drives us. Um, in my work, um, I train teams, I train uh, crew, I train teams of people and Understanding the, the, the difference, the concept of what motivates us versus what drives us, I think is a really good, uh, important concept to, to think about for, for individuals. Um, it's a good thing to, to kind of um, dive deeper into. We don't, it's not always on the forefront of our minds. We go through the motions of things that we feel like we have to do during the day. We have our responsibilities. We have our obligations. We have the things that kind of push us. Um, and it's, I think it's a really healthy exercise to, to take a moment and think about if I were to separate all of those things and dive deep, what are the things that really get me out of bed in the morning and that are in alignment with who I am as an individual and what I really believe in versus what are those things that I, I know that I do because they are important to me in my life, right? So they're both important. No one is bad or good, but it's good, I, it's good to know I have control and understand the difference between the two, right? So, so there's some things I'm motivated to do and some things that I'm driven to do as a person. I would be doing them if I didn't have to do them for work. You know, I, this is just who I am. So um, the way I usually explain it is the, the concept of what motivates us. The motivation is usually that dangling carrot, right? So, you know, I don't know if you know the metaphor, you have a turtle, He's walking slowly. If you just put a stick on his back over his head and you dangle a carrot on a string, that turtle is going to walk towards that carrot, but the carrot keeps going. He never catches the carrot, right? Right. It sounds <laughs> like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the dangling carrot, right? So we all have a dangling carrot in our life. It kind of is the thing that if, if something motivates you, it's usually a reward that you're trying to get. It's something I want. I'm motivated to get this reward. Or... I'm afraid of the consequence if I don't do something. So a motivation is usually I'm going for something I want, or so I'm going to do this because I'm, I'm going to get something I want, or I'm going to do it because I'm afraid I'm going to have a consequence if I don't do it, right? So these are the motivations, right? So motivation is, hey, I want to pay my phone bill. So I'm going to get up and go to work. Because if I show up to work and give my time and do these tasks, I'm going to get a paycheck. And that paycheck's going to let me pay my phone bill, or it's going to let me pay my electric bill, or it's going to let me pay my rent. And I want to be, you know, I want to do these things. So I'm motivated to go to work. Right. Um, I'm motivated to get what I want. So another example is I don't want a consequence. I don't want something bad to happen. So for example, on the street, we have all these lines painted on the street. There's nothing stopping your car from going over from one lane to the other, except these lines on the streets. Not, you know, it's not a wall. It's just a line. And there's these numbers painted on the on the signs that tells you the speed I got to go. There's nothing making me go that speed, other than I know, if I don't do it, there's a chance that a policeman's going to see me 
and I'm going to get a ticket that's going to make me pay a lot of money or my car insurance is going to go up or they're going to take my license away. Right. I'm, a, I'm afraid of a consequence. Right. 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 So these these are motivators. Uh, either something you're going to get something you want or you're you're afraid of a consequence. And those things are that's just a reality of it. We do a lot of things because we're motivated to do it. Or like you say, hey, I got a wedding coming up in a few months and I want to look good in my tuxedo or I want to look good in my wedding dress. Right. Or whatever. So you say, mm -hmm. hey, I want to lose 10 pounds. So I look good. That's a motivator. It's it's a kind of a one time thing. I want to get there for this purpose because I want that. Right, right. These are, you know, these are motivators. Drive is something a little bit different. So if I'm driven to do something, it means that it's something in me, in my core, in my center, and who I am as a person. When I get up in the morning, I'm going to do these things because this is how I want to spend my time alive on this earth. Doesn't matter if I'm getting paid for it or not. Mm -hmm. This is something that's a part of my personal values, who I am, my identity, my sense of purpose the way I want to spend my time on the planet. So that that's usually something like, hey, I'm driven to, um, well, we can get, use those same examples, um, like on the street. If I'm driving, hey, maybe I know someone who was lost in a, a, tra a tragic traffic accident. Right, right. Uh, right, I know that that feeling of loss and sadness. So I'm driven, I'm going to follow the laws, whether I think a, a cop is watching me or not because I want to try to make sure no one else gets hurt or loses their life. So I'm driven to drive carefully or follow the traffic laws or with the, the, the concept of losing weight. Hey, I want to look good for my wedding. Sure. Great. But really I just want to make sure that I'm living a healthy lifestyle overall because I want to make sure that I live as long a, a life as I can, because I want to be here for my daughter. You know, right. I know I got my, my child here. And I think about how I want to watch her grow up and be there for her. So I think about what I eat every day because I'm driven to want to be here for her. I don't want to leave this earth early. I've had family who's left the earth prematurely because of health issues. Right. right. And I wish they were still here. I know they wish they were still here with me. So mm -hmm. I want to, I'm going to think about eating healthy, not because I'm motivated for one short term thing, but because I want, this is a part of who I am and how I want to live my life. Right. 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 So um, these are maybe, I, I think, not really deep concept. It can be a deep concept, but I think it's a pretty simple, you know, it can range from something simple to something deep. But I think it's um, a good exercise to go through and start to think about what do we do in our lives that's our motivators. If you take the carrot away, would I still do this thing? Would I still go to this job if I took the carrot away? Maybe, maybe not. Most of us, we go to work because we, we need to, right? And that's, right, that's right. not a bad thing. Right. Um, I know for me, um, most of the jobs I had, I, I wanted the money. You know, I, I'm not doing anything bad. I like doing this job, but it's somebody else's company. It's somebody else's work. I'm doing the job because I'm going to trade my time to get a paycheck. And with that paycheck, I can do things I want to do. Nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you can find ways to incorporate your passions and your values into your work, then you get a little bit more of a win-win. You start to, you know, if you can find ways, like I did a lot of youth service, you know, I did coaching, uh -huh. um, I, I did teaching and things like that. So that was a way for me to get a job making money, but I also incorporated things that are part of my personal values. You know, I come from a, my my family, my parents were, uh, worked with kids, they were public servants and 
and did things for the community. That's part of my values and what drives me. So if you can find ways to incorporate that into what you have to do for work, then that helps to bring happiness and balance into my life, right? So these are just some some things that I, I think about. What about what do you think, Ron? I think that 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 makes sense because um, you know this whole podcast, Stephen, as we talked about, is about you know trying to find peace of your you know peace of mind. And I think a lot of people don't really think about that. Like you're talking about your passion, you know, you know what drives you in your life, as opposed to uh, you know you got to go work. But I think if you could incorporate your passion for something in your life with work, it it doesn't become a job. You know, I think it it's it's something that you know instead of just being motivated to go work, it's a part of you. You know, you're just you're driven to just do your thing because you get to, like in your case. You know, you're trained to deal with, uh, you know, social issues with, with people or whatnot. Um, and, and that's great, you know. And I find like, a, you know, I've been just reading up on people and what makes them happy. And, and it's like what they, they're, they're like put on this earth to do. And they're doing that for a living. Maybe not 100% they don't own their own company. But let's say, you know, you, you get a job doing whatever. But whatever you're passionate about, you get to bring that to the table and your boss is okay, you just run with it, man. You know, just do the job the way we want it to be done, but you get to use your creativity or whatnot. And uh, I think that's great. I think if most people can have that freedom, or if they have some kind of, you know, a talent and they can utilize it, I think this whole world would be a better place, man. <laughs> no, you nailed it. That's it. 100% run. And I, I started off talking about work. I, I get work-minded because that's what I do. I train teams, you know? So I, I, I coach people and I evaluate people and I'm trying to get them to be more productive at work. That's my job. I'm, so how can we all work together to get this job done better? So if I talk about motivation, hey, I know that if, if the manager shows up on the floor, you're gonna be working harder because you're motivated to not get in trouble or you're motivated to keep your job or you're motivated to get a promotion. So that's great. Yeah. But if I talk about what drives you, you take pride in, um, you know, right now I work for, I work with uh, in the boating industry and, and, and people who, who operate boats and um, do tours and take people fishing and take people diving. So I have some people who come to this industry because it's a job, they get to make money and they can be on the water, they like it. And I got a lot of people in, in our team that this is their identity. It doesn't matter if they got the shirt on, doesn't matter if they're getting paid to do it, they're going to be on the water. They're going to be right. on the boat. They're going to be fishing. They're going to be diving. Mm -hmm. Their their uncle, their dad were captains. You know, their grandpa was. It's, they, it's, it's their identity here yeah. in this place being on the water. So this is what they're going to do anyway and how they like spending their time. So they take pride in it. They do right. it carefully and, and with heart and with authenticity. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that that pride and uh, wanting to do something well, you know, when they make their fishing lures or when they, they prep the fish and, the, you know, they put heart and love into that. then that's a beautiful thing. Then you enjoy the way you're spending your time. But, you know, not always do we have the luxury of being able to um, uh, love the work that we do. So if if you just knowing that I'm aware that I commit a part of my time to work because I'm motivated to get something from it. That's not a bad thing. So yeah. now if I'm not getting that balance, if I'm, you know, if I'm not getting that from work, then I got to say outside of work, I got to find something else in my life to balance that out. Mm -hmm. Right. I got to find something else in my life that balances out my passions and my values and the things that are important to me that I'm doing, spending my time with. 
And, and then that's the question. You start to think about it. So what, what am I doing in my life that I get that balance out? If I go to work, but my passion's the drums, when do I get time to make music and be creative on the side? Or if I have a passion for connecting with people, when do I get that time to be social? If I can't do it at work, when do I get that time outside of work to do it? Or you know, wh what area of that that's important to me that I'm not getting time to do? And how can I find to do that in my life? Where can, can I go volunteer, get connected in my community to do something? Can I find other people who like to do those things? You know, it just, it starts with that, asking yourself that question, having that conversation. And then you can start to feel, you know, I have, I have the control, I have the power to go and find that balance in my life, but maybe I just haven't taken the time to really stop and think about, think about it. You know, the first step is visualizing it, then I can go out and get it, right? Right, exactly. So when, so I think, so go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. So for, in your case, you know, do, uh, the with the job you have now, do 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 you you really have the the opportunity to to use your skills at at, at your job? Kind of, yeah. I mean, you do, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's a long time coming. You know, at this age in my life, um, <laughs> figuring out what's important to me and finding ways to be able to make money doing it—that's a blessing. Like I said, it's part of my family values to um, um, contribute back to the community. If I didn't do it at work, I would find a way to volunteer outside of work. So if I, I found ways to do a job that is in alignment with my values, I like helping people to set goals and to achieve their goals. You know, that is that brings a good feeling. That brings good good feeling inside and, and good. So I, I like doing that. I like helping other people do that. So that that's um, that's helpful. Yeah, um, and same for you, Ron. Like I was, that's all I was going to say. When I met you, you found a way to incorporate what's important to you into your work. You know, you have a, you do work that's not at, at all involved in counseling or social work, but right. somehow just because of who you are, it's so strong in you, that energy, you found a way to incorporate connecting with people into your job, right? Yeah, kind of. Like I was telling you offline, um, you know, just for some reason, some divine reason, you know, if people just, I just connect with people and people start telling me their life, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, talking about like you're, you're talking about, you know, what drives me and stuff for doing this. It's, I, I, you know, it's kind of like listening to people with their problems and stuff. Um, yeah, I just want to save somebody's life, man. You know what I mean? Like uh, maybe not from dying or anything, but just for, from being unhappy. You know what I'm saying? So this whole subject we're talking about today, you know, it's all relative because um, if somebody's listening to this and go, oh, yeah, I never really thought about the motivational factor as opposed to being driven, you know, and mm -hmm. maybe people will start seeking, right? Seeking um, happiness in, you know, like, like you said, um, some of the guys that work with you, with you in your company, because it's a, it's a boating company. Um, some people, Hey, Steven, I need a job, you know, and I'm going to learn it. Oh, okay. This is the boat. This is the aft. This is the four, you know, this is the bow, this is the port mm -hmm. left, starboard right, whatever. And they don't know mm -hmm. that, but they learn it because they got to make money. As opposed mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. some brother or sister that your surfers, you know, 80% of their life, they're, they're looking for the ocean and mm -hmm. it's in their heart and they just love it. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I, I imagine those people who just, they, they love the water, they go to work. It's like, you know, even if you said, Hey man, I'll just give you a sandwich to just do this. They'll show up. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, as opposed to like you were saying, you know, just being motivated to, you know, get a paycheck or whatever, you know? So yeah, you yeah. know, right. My job is, I mean, I meet a lot of people, you know, face to face and 
you know, my, my family owned restaurants. And um, so, I, you know, I, I, I was in the food service pretty much in some capacity most of my life, you know. And um, so now you got me thinking, bro, <laughs> trying to incorporate everything as well as my Well, job. you're just, you're the, you're the living example of it, Ron, because when you tap into that, that's authentic and what's real, it grows, right? Yeah. So because, because you were tapping into that at work, you and me got connected. Yeah, was, you know, because I, I would, yeah, I would see you every day at work, and, <laughs> know, and you're right? doing, you're doing your job, and, yeah. and you're, you're providing a service. But because, because you had that authenticity of what you're trying to do, you said, "Hey, I like to talk story with people. I got this podcast. I'm trying to to spread positivity. I'm trying to uplift people's lives." And we started talking about it, and then look yeah. what comes from it. You know, yeah. that that kind of thing ripples forward. Yeah, I just want to add to what you just said, you know, um, whatever you want to call it, divine or whatever. And what Steven just said was just true. I mean, I, I work at, at, you know, this place and I sell pokey. <laughs> and he comes in like every other day and, hey, Steven, what's up, man? And I just mentioned to Steven, hey, Steven, man, I got a podcast. You want to come on? And I had no idea, folks, absolutely zero, no idea that Brother Steven has a degree or several degrees in psychology. I was like, holy man. I hit the jackpot with this brother. He's got some stuff to talk about. And uh, man, it was, it was just awesome, man. It was like a a chance meeting or, or a meeting that was supposed to happen. Yeah, I, I really believe um, we, we we all want a sense of purpose. We all want to feel like we're spending our time in good ways. You know, you don't want to look back and just feel like you wasted your time. That was, that's what gets a lot of us frustrated with work and whatever. But um, the more we can tap into what's authentic to us and do things that bring us satisfaction, the, I, the hope is that that just brings us more happiness, right? So talking to people, great. If that bring that's that bring connection is usually a positive thing. Um, just spending some time thinking about what your personal values are. Usually motivations come from the world. We get motivations from society. I get motivated to look a certain way because I want to impress people because this is what I see on the magazines right, or the TV. Right. You know, we get motivated to do things because we're trying to keep up with what we think the world is, um, how we're supposed to be to show the world. Yeah. Um, or we, again, because we want to avoid something bad, you know, like I'm going to do this because I don't want the bad consequences if I don't do it. Mm -hmm. But the more we can tap into this thought of sense of place and identity, you're Maui born and raised, you're from this place. I came here 17 years going on 18 years ago. I'm from Los Angeles. I love Los Angeles, great city, very big city, lots of different people, lots of diversity, lots of different food, lots of different right. cultures. We, we're by the ocean. I love Los California. It's, it's a great place to be from, but it's also very materialistic. You know, it's the, it's the home of Hollywood. Yeah. It's, you know, you got the big ballers and the stars and there's a lot of people trying to, if you don't have money, the first thing you do when you get money is I'm going to show people that I have money because I'm going right. to get a car or I'm going to get some nice clothes, you know, I'm going to show people, I'm going to show people that I've got some money, you know, it's, and that's, again, that's fine because you want to improve the quality of your life. But what I loved when I came to, to Hawaii, when I had a friend bring me to Hawaii, the Hawaiian values are much more based in, it's much more important to be Pono, mm -hmm. right? It's just much more important to, you don't want shame of doing something that you feel is not, that's not Pono. It's much more important to be right in the heart and right in your community. Yeah. Yeah, so those right, that exactly. that brought a lot of balance to me when I moved here. Picking up those values is really important. So tapping into things that make you remember your identity and your sense of place and your place in the in with the connection with the land, 
this land is is beautiful, this water is beautiful, this place is beautiful. Someone protected this land that came before us so that we could enjoy it. I want to be a part of connecting to this land and contributing back and Malama this land to enjoy now and for the people that come after us. I want to be a part of that, um, you know, with the community connecting with the Kapuna or um, being a part of whatever way you can connect. I have a sense of identity to this place and, and I feel good because I am contributing in my little way. I'm one person and I have the power to do as much as one person can do. And I feel good about doing that in whatever way. And I start to think about that and, and how I can do that. That's awesome, bro. So um, with your job, yeah, when you see somebody like unhappy, Steven, do you like approach them? Like, cause I know you now and what kind of guy you are. Like, would you like approach an employee and go, Hey man, how come you don't look too happy here? Like kind of maybe motivate them or something. Um, I'm pretty direct person, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not afraid to, to yeah, strike up a, right? to start a conversation. And that's why I have my job. But, um, one thing you learn in, in my training is it's only if someone's interested, only if someone's ready, right? you know, so I have my ideas. I'm never trying to force myself on anybody. Right. I'm, I'm happy to, to have a conversation, um, it's sometimes my job to discipline or hold people accountable. Mm -hmm. I have a job, right? Like right. I said, my, I, it's not my business. I have to um, do the job I'm asked to do. So, you know, um, I will be direct with people. But but my approach is usually, what is it about what's going on inside of you that's making you not do your job well or that's making you unhappy right, at your right, job? Because right, right. if you're happy at your job, you're going to do a great job because you, yeah. you take pride in it. You enjoy it. You feel good about the job you do, you know? So hopefully your job is in alignment. You're not doing something that, makes you feel uh not good about yourself you know if that's the case then you need to decide if that's you. there's no amount of money that's worth making you do something that you don't feel good about you your identity should be in alignment with your job in some in some way you know you feel good about you're providing some kind of service to somebody that's like that's a good thing um but if i see someone like it happens a lot if i see someone's not doing good and i see that they don't look healthy i'm going to check in with them and say hey this is what i'm seeing is there something I can, you know, that I can help take off your shoulders? You want to talk story and, you know, if there's anything I can do to be supportive, you let me know. It's, it's always, it can only be an invitation. I can't tell people right, what right. to do or, or, or judge anybody. I'm not trying to judge anybody, but yeah. always invitations. Yeah. You can put invitations out there. I'm here. If you want to talk, I'm here. If you got something on your mind, yeah. you know, this is what I see. I see that you're, you look like you're got anxiety. Right. I can be direct like that. You know, you look like you got something on your mind. You're not performing at your best. You don't look like you're, you just don't look like you're 100%. So. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of companies could benefit, you know, profit from um, having this kind of like, uh, maybe like a model in their, their business structure or whatever, where, um, you know, it's like, like, in, like you said, like if, if an employee needs to talk, I mean, you're not going to like preach to them or whatever, but it's like, Hey, in, in our company, whatever it is, you know, if you guys are feeling down or um, whatever, we love you, man. You, you guys been here for a long time and, um, you know, you can talk to Steven or whoever, you know, it, it makes some time, you know, over lunch or whatever, because you kind of value the human being at your, at your company, number one, and you're making them feel like a human being, you know what I mean? Instead of just uh, 
I know Jimmy, man, he's a crack addict. No, man, I need to get rid of him. You know, he wasn't doing crack before, but man, he's in the delivery truck, like smoking crack. You see, you seen it, Johnny, right? Yeah, man, he's doing crack. You know, but you know, if that dude is a, like a really a good guy, but he went off the tracks, man. You know, the guy's a human being, and I think um, I don't know. We lost our way somewhere where we just don't treat people like people. Like you know, like hey, you know, Jimmy just screwed up, man. Get rid of him already. You know, it's kind of like that mentality again, or or in now, you know, or maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. No, you're not wrong. And it's, you know, it comes down to the bottom line. You know, we live in a capitalist society and it comes down to the bottom line. So it, it, it right. costs me resources to help somebody else. Yeah. And most of the time, especially working with people who have dealt with big challenges, I mean, we need, all of us need consequences most of the time to open our eyes. When you're a kid running around the house and you're being naughty or getting into, uh, you're getting into trouble. Sometimes mom or dad's got to bring that consequence to make you stop and pay attention. Absolutely. You know, so, you know, I'm not going to get specific with what that is, whatever <laughs> in your, in your household, but um, right. you know, cons consequences often help to stop us and open our eyes. So you want to be compassionate with people, but sometimes people think, Hey, you know, if I'm, if I'm not going to really get a, a real consequence, then what's going to make me stop my behaviors. And you know, there's something called enabling. Yeah. You give somebody right. too many chances or you helping them out too much. You start to enable that behavior. Yeah. Right. Well, um, I read a book called, like you know, that, that's a whole different, that's a whole different episode. Right? Know, yeah. we can talk about that. <laughs> that's another but, episode um, folks brought to you yeah. by, I'm going to try to not get political because that'll get, yeah, that'll yeah, get heated. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I read a book called Radical Candor. So to be candid with someone is to just be, be clear without judgment, right? And radical, to be radically candid means I care about you as a person. Right. So that's where I'm starting with. I recognize you're a human being. You're not, I'm not responsible for you. I don't have to be your best friend or your, for your family, but I have basic human respect for you. I care about you as a person. Right, right. But, and so because of that, in addition to that, I'm also going to tell you what I see. It doesn't mean that I understand you or judging you or, or calling. I'm just telling you how it looks from where I'm coming from. So if I see this kind of behavior in you, bro, if we're on a team, if we're all in the same canoe and you know, five of us are paddling and one of you, six, number one is not paddling. <laughs> that's a problem to the team, Definitely, you know, man. and it doesn't do any of us any good to, to not be able to talk about that. You know, you got to be able to bring that up and say, Hey, get on with it, what the team is doing, or are we going to get someone else in that seat or at least exactly. not be dead weight? You know, right, there's gotta be a conversation. Yeah. yeah. You gotta be able to talk about the elephant in the room because that helps everybody that helps the person. Um, and it helps the team too. So that, I think that's an important element. You can't just, you you have to someone has to be able to talk about it but talk about it don't wait till you're so heated about it that it comes with a whole bunch of energy where you start where you start attacking someone because like you're you're your wig, yeah because yeah, yeah, you're so frustrated at that yeah. point because you just let it go for so long it's better to be able to talk about something when the energy is is you can keep the energy mellow this That's is what i level, see yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah this is what i see and this is beca because i care about you or be care you're part of this team or this family or whatever. And this is why I'm bringing it up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, I agree with that because man, you know, everybody's having like a bad time. I mean, not everybody, but you know, we live in times where like people are stressed out and stuff like that. And I think to just bring up uh, whatever issues at work or home, whatever, 
and um, do it early, like you said. You know, not yeah. um, wait, not wait till like you're ready to flip out, right? Start flying no. knives from the from the drone. No. <laughs> no, no, I'll give you an example at what I do at work. <laughs> so somebody comes in late all the time to work, right? Oh, it's only five minutes. It's no big deal. Come yeah. on, fifteen yeah. minutes. No, it's fifteen minute grace period. Say so there is right. no grace period. You know, right? There's a team here. We show up. We accountability is you're going to do what you said you're going to do when you said you're going to do it. That's accountability. My job is to hold you accountable. Are you doing what you said you were going to do when you said you were going to do it? If the team shows up at eight o'clock and you show up at eight 15, the work started at eight. That means other people are having to pick up the slack that you weren't, you're an important person. So if I say it doesn't matter that you're late, that's me telling you that you being here doesn't matter. And that I don't, you don't have any value. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. You bring value. You're part of this team. We need everybody here. If you're not here, your absence is missed. And that means somebody else is doing your work. So yeah, it's important that you're on time. So you can't minimize that and say, it's not a big deal that you're late. It is a big deal. You know that we need all paddlers in that canoe ready to go and, and do their, their work. Um, it, it's felt if you're not there and doing it. So, Hey, one time life happens, flat tire, baby was crying, got sick. One or two times every once in a while, that's human. I can be human. But if I see a pattern, then I have to give you the consequence. Sometimes you got to lose your job, right? Because mm-hmm. there's only so many times you can do that before it's hurting the team so much that we say, you got to, it's not the right place for you to be right now. This position is not the one for you right now. And this person can say, hey, I'm excellent at this. You know, I'm the strongest swimmer on the team. I'm the best fisherman. I'm the big wave guy. You know, I know how to handle this. I have all of these skills that I bring to the table. Yeah, that's a fact. That's why it hurts even more when you're not there. Right. Because you are this great person and we all see you as this great person, but that all goes out the window. If we don't know if you're going to show up on time, if the rest of the team is here in the morning and we all got that anxiety, like, is this guy even going to show up? (laughs) That stress out that outweighs all of the good things of who you are. You know, you're yeah. bringing, you, yeah. your, your team doesn't have confidence in you. Right. So, you know, you know, the, you, people want to come and argue and it's like, yeah, that's the fact. You are that person. We, we want you to be, but you got to be here. The accountability has to be there because right. it all gets, you know, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And a big stage, we, you know, you're counting down the minutes already, Stephen, pretty soon. But on the big stage and media, you know, like sports, right? Sports, you know. Like you got, you know, Major League Baseball, you got this awesome pitcher, awesome pitcher, but he always messes up. (laughs) You know, he does stupid things, right? Personal life gets involved. He does illegal things. And it just hurts the morale, right? Yeah. This is our ace, man. Without him, we can't go to the World Series or something. But, yeah, I hear you, man. And, and, And kids, kids see that sometimes. And... I don't know, man. Tell me if I'm wrong. I think some kids they glorify that, man. That's that guy's cool, you know. Like, yeah, no, that guy's absolutely. Cool, man. He's a rebel, and they they bring that to like going to Honolulu or what? I'm sorry, whatever. I don't want to name school, mm-hmm. but they bring it to their school or yep. whatever their organization. It's like, hey, man, you're not cool. You know, being a rebel is not cool when you're hurting everybody else. I don't know. No, you you make a good point. People just have to choose, Ron, and usually. We got to try something on. Kids got to try something on and see if it fits. So you get you get these kids. Hey, 
I'm going to try to be a rebel for a few weeks and see if I like it. I'm going to, I'm going to try being the emo kid for a little while and see if I like it. I'm going to try being the nerd. I'm going to try being the jock. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, sometimes right. you got to try something on to see yeah. if it fits. Right. Because right, right. I, you know, again, we're not here to judge anybody, but mm-hmm. you got to just decide how you want to be. My, my boss came to me with, for my evaluation and said, Hey, you know, Steve, you're doing a good job, but my advice is you got to smile more. <laughs> He said, you got to smile more. You got to smile more, Steven, man. Yeah, I know, I know. Steven comes in to buy pockets. Sometimes he's so serious, man. Like, Steven, is everything all right, man? I got a lot on my (laughs) mind. I got a lot I'm trying to do, so that's okay. I'm okay with that. That's all good. It's all good. I told him, no, I can can be lighthearted about it because I know on the inside how I really feel. My, I know these things, how my face looks. It looks serious all the (laughs) time because maybe I'm thinking about a lot of things. Right, it's all good. And And I told him. I mean, in my, my first thought was like, you don't need to tell me to smile more. You know, if you, if you go to a, a woman and tell her to smile more, they, they take that as an insult, right? Yeah, right, exactly. But, but I took the positive from what he was trying to tell me. Right, right. I, it wasn't an insult. He didn't mean it like an insult. What he said was, the energy I give off is how people see me. Mm-hmm. And he wanted me to be aware of that. So I could, <laughs> I could have taken that as an insult and I could have said, you know, whatever, F, you know, what do you know about me? But I recognize, he's just trying to say, I know you're trying to do good things. And when you show up, you don't want people to think when you show up with a frowny face, people think oh, Steve's mad or Steve's judging me or he's, you know, people start to make assumptions because they think something negative because that's the energy I'm giving off. Right, Only right. thing he was trying to tell me, it doesn't matter if you smile, you don't have to smile to be an authentic person. He was just saying, be aware of the energy you're giving off when you show up in a room because that's the way other people see you. And if you are cool with that then be that but if you have if the ball's in my court however i want people to see me and the energy that i want to feel then that's what i make sure i'm giving off the energy that i want to feel a lot of us feel misunderstood all the time like they judge me they look at me and they think this and that's not the truth well be aware that you you can give off whatever energy you want to give right you are, you have control over that it's not about my clothes it's not about my haircut mm-hmm. I have control over the energy that I give off and whatever I want to be, then give that off. And you're more likely to, to be seen the way you want to be seen. You know, that's a power. It's, it's, it's all about knowing that I have power and not feeling like I, I don't have power in my life. So I can give off the, we can give off the energy we want to give and, and put effort into that. And, and, um, uh, that's important, you know, so that, that's, that's the, the message I, I took from that. Not just, it's not about the smile. It's just knowing, like you said, I come into your, into your work and you think I'm, you think I'm being hella serious, but I'm probably thinking about, <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably thinking about something light, but I got to yeah. be aware of, of the, the, the energy I'm putting out there. <laughs> yeah. You come in sometimes and look at, Hey, Steven, this is Steven. Yeah. It's going to run good? <laughs> Thursday, Saturday. Let me know. Steven, you're right, man. All right, so what do you want? One pound of what? <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's even counting down. So I'm going to kind of like cut it off in about 30 seconds. So just to wrap up, folks, Stephen Bennett, we're talking about motivation, right? Yeah, motivation versus what drives you. You want and people to start you? to think about your life and what are the things in your life that really are important to you? And, and just spend some time thinking about that. Yeah, you, and all you local brothers, especially, you know, uh, you know, think about it. You know, you guys aren't, you know, you guys, you guys are intelligent brothers, man. So maybe you can incorporate what you love. Like, you know, Stephen was saying, you know, maybe you like fishing. 
try try find something that'll make your passion that can bring you income or something. I don't know, you know, with your job. And so it's not just the job, you know, you say, hey, I'm going to go to work. I'm happy or whatever. So, yeah. So I'm going to cut it off then, Stephen. Then maybe you can do this again, right? Talk yeah, about of course. Okay, yeah, thanks of course. a lot, bro. Yeah. And um, I'm around some here with Stephen Bennett here. I don't know what episode this. I think it's number six. So um, I'll see you around, Stephen. You, you take care. Take care of the baby, the wife and kids, and the home. You got a whole lot of day left on Sunday, man. So have a good one, bro. Yeah, same to you, Ron. Thank you. Okay, thanks, man. Shoots.